Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Thandrick. Check it out. Oh, see, I always like, I, and I talk about it now all the time because I'm like, oh, recording a prize. It sounds so welcoming. <laughs> so official. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey, this is... Oh, got to be professional. No smiling. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and it's metal. metal time. We're talking now. about metal, too. Uh, hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to Paul, Bill, and Aaron from Thandrick. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Awesome. Yeah, Good. Thanks for having us on. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. And we have Ryan, Jeffrey, and Mary as fans. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Glad to uh, hear one of my uh, favorite bands growing up with. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, good, good to hear from some local bands, though. It's a lot of great local music that uh, doesn't always get the spotlight that they should. Yeah, for sure. That is for sure. And, you know, uh, you know, Jeffrey, you, you mentioned a great point because there's so many bands that I think are local that people just don't know about. And Thandrick is one of those bands. So I had... Um, I met Paul uh, virtually, uh, and still virtually. I guess we still need to meet in person. But um, I met you last year when I was doing a Fans with Bands episode with Kruthu, and you were a fan. Mm -hmm. And you'd mentioned you were in a band, and I was like, "All right, cool, that's awesome." And then you reached out again and said, "Hey, man, uh, you know, uh, I, we got this EP. You know, would you mind checking it out, and we can get you on?" And I listened to it, and I was blown away. You guys have done a fantastic job on this EP. It's um, the Flight Among the Tombs as uh, the new EP. Uh, I listened to the music and I feel privileged to be able to have had gotten that sneak preview because uh, I'll tell you, I'm a, a big Iron Maiden fan, a big uh, fan of like that kind of classic metal. And I feel like, you know, no disrespect to Iron Maiden because uh, I love them, but I don't feel like their last albums have been, you know, up to par with what they did previously. Um, and I feel like you guys are writing the music that I want Iron Maiden to write. And uh, particularly when I listened to this album, I felt like I was, um, you know, not that it's a ripoff or anything of that, but you're like building upon that sound that I loved in Power Slaves. Um, mm. Really epic tunes, great, um, you know, musical abilities. Paul, your voice, fantastic. Uh, Bill and Aaron, you guys, guitars. I mean, I love the the trading leads. The licks are are fantastic. So, um, bravo on the new album. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, so nice I, to hear. <laughs> so, I, so I have to ask and start off with like, what what was your desire behind um, making this EP? What was what were your thoughts as far as what you wanted to accomplish on this album? Um, I'll take this. All, All right. right. Let's see um besides the chicks the drugs and what else do we were gonna get um yeah sex drug and yeah. rock and roll yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah this is true this was intentional thought about you know what what would be the most accessible um marketable thing that would make us tons of money and get yeah. lots of attention have little to no substance and we thought progressive metal yeah. <laughs> really to just you know uh to to, to make a statement so right. um somebody screwed up when we ran the numbers but um but we actually were um it was a it was really great synchronicity in terms of in terms of the band uh me connecting with 
uh, Bill and Matt and Aaron at a certain point in time. Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, I had been writing stuff on my own for a while and did one EP just as that was like a one man project, mm-hmm. which actually I'll have to send you that. That's a we had an EP called Up the Irons, which is a <laughs> Iron Maiden. And uh, <laughs> so that was but that was 10 years ago. And I always I had always always planned for Theandric to be a full band. Yeah. Um, but it was just a matter of, you know, trying to find the right people. And um, then I, I, I met Bill and Matt when they, they were playing in a local uh, 80s tribute band. Okay. And uh, they needed a bass player for a couple shows. So. So I filled in and then we were jamming and it turned out like, hey, we all love the big four, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, um, and uh, even, you know, 70s Prague. Oh, cool. And, stuff. and um, it seemed like I was like, hey, you know, these guys might be into some of the stuff I've been working on. Yeah. And then fortunately, at the same time, I happened to go on to Craigslist for Detroit musicians. And if you know Craigslist for musicians, you know. <laughs> It's 50-50. Like, <laughs> you, can meet, you can get meet lifelong friends, and right. you can meet some sociopaths. <laughs> um, so fortunately, Aaron was not in the sociopath category. And, uh, <laughs> he was also a huge Maiden fan, and uh, awesome. so we got together in a room and just started bashing out, in fact, some Iron Maiden tunes. Nice. Um, but quickly after that, we were like, okay, what, what do we got? Let's, let's start working through some of these tunes. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think you guys have done great. So, so Aaron and Bill, what was uh, what was your desire? What was your impetus when you were um, working on the the album with Paul? Aaron, you want to take that? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, um, as in how, just how we approached it, and and yeah, um, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, right on. So, um, well, I love what how Paul writes the, his music. You know. Um, and you know, and you brought the, the the material to Aaron and I and, and the guys. It was uh, it was it was really cool. I, I think you nailed it on the head, Chuck. You know, I I'm a big fan of of a lot of that genre as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you know, as as uh, yeah, it just struck me like it in a, obviously a, a good a good chord, and it it it, fe- it felt good for me with my musical like the way I write my solos and the way I write music and things like that. So it was a good fit and. Um, most importantly, you know, our chemistry is great. We got really good chemistry in the band and we're all friends. We laugh half, we, but we're always laughing at rehearsals <laughs> and stuff like that. So that's um, cool. It's just a good vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's all that drama or the stuff you hear about, you know, bands always wanting to yell at each other and getting upset mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like it's a really good vibe in the, in the, in the, in the project. So it made writing the music and a lot of fun. Cool. Um, obviously during the, the pandemic and things, we had some downtime. So like a lot of artists, we were able to, um, you know, devote some time and more than might be, we could have, uh, you know, maybe with other things in our lives. And, um, uh, you know, it turned out pretty good. I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, for me, you know, for me as a guitar player and, and, and that kind of genre and the way Paul writes his, his songs and whatnot, um, I love it, you know, obviously. And, um, <laughs> You know he's a good guy, and um, I think it works really well. I mean, we've got we've got we've been working on new material now too, and it's it's it sounds like every artist, you know, it's um, we're very excited about the EP and getting that out there. But we're excited to play some of the newer stuff. We've been live, we've been playing a few songs that aren't on the EP. Awesome. Um, that's been getting really good response, 
um, in the same genres, you know, uh, like that kind of classic uh, new wave of British heavy metal, or, you know, maybe a little bit more thrash, yeah, that type of thing, and been given really good responses from people. So it's really encouraging to us, uh, you know, we, we're doing what we do because we love it. And, um, and then if people happen to dig it, that's even cooler too, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, you know, I, I love Paul, you know, he'll get on the mic, you know, we'll, we'll play in front of like 50 people over at like, you know, at Parks and Labor or somewhere and be like, we're going to play you 30 minutes of songs you've never heard before, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and you know, it's really heart, heart, really heartwarming when, you know, you finish a song and everyone's like into it and clapping and want to hear more. So it, yeah. it makes it feel really nice that the songs we love so much and cherish put our heart and soul into, you know, you give that energy out to other people and they give it back to you. Give and back. it's a nice, it's a nice feeling, um, you know, so. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, Aaron, how about you? Yeah, um, I mean, I echo Bill and, uh, you know, in the sense that it's been really fun getting to connect with with other music fans, metal mm -hmm. fans. Um, you know, the camaraderie is great, making good music. You know, we started out playing covers and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's, what else can we sink our teeth into? What can we make? Right. And uh, for me with the EP, it was like making music that I want to hear. You know, things that maybe other bands are kind of doing. Like you mentioned, you know, this is like the maiden you maybe want to hear. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's kind of the same. I got the same kind of feeling. It's uh, it's stuff that I want to hear that I'm not quite hearing. And it's it's great to play. It's so much fun. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, part of the 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 design of fans with bands is just not just have me interview the band. It's to have fans interact and ask some questions. So. Um, I'll kind of open it up to to Ryan or Jeffrey or and we have Nina's joined and and Mary's. Does anybody have any questions for these guys? I'd love to jump in if I could. Yeah, go for it. Um, question. Love the shirt. Love the shirt. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got an Iron Maiden shirt on. If anybody's. To point out, <laughs> I didn't wear the shirt for this Zoom meeting. I, <laughs> I always wear it every day. So. <laughs> That's even uh, better, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Clearly, uh, your latest uh, EP is clearly Christian-inspired. Would you guys consider yourselves to be a Christian band, or would you consider yourselves to be a heavy metal band who just happens to draw some inspiration from Christianity? Yeah, I would say um, no. We're not a Christian band. Um, I um, now I when I um, it's undeniable, really, that when I write songs that lyrically um, that a lot of my personal my catholic background and faith mm -hmm. it just it just organically comes out um and that's you know some the things that uh i feel passionate and strongly about they they come out in my songwriting um and i mean the the name theandric is a theological term it means um i picked it a long time ago because i thought one it sounded really metal <laughs> <laughs> but also because it means really like the cooperation between human and divine nature. Yeah. So that's my philosophy of music that like God gave me a gift of talent and I just want to cooperate with the divine in creating something bigger than myself. Um, so, um, but at the same time, you know, I, I always had the dream that the Andrick wouldn't just be me. It's a band. And so we have four people with different, you know, life perspectives and philosophies of different, you know, there are different places with their, their um, experiences and beliefs. And um, um, so uh, it grips, it actually gives a richness to our, 
to our music. Um, and I intentionally, I did for this release, um, I wanted to kind of broaden my lyrical kind of approach a bit. Um, I want, you know, I want metalheads of all stripes really like to connect with it, you know, like the riffs melt your face, <laughs> you know, like, um, but if you sit down and you read the lyrics, like it's thought provoking, there's some depth to them. Like for this uh, record, a lot of poetry and literature was the inspiration, you know, and then some biblical things as well. But um, yeah, I would say, you know, like my, our aspirations are not to be pigeonholed really into, into um, that one, you know, thinking of being a one genre, like, like Christian metal. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. I was gonna. I was curious about that myself because, uh, and that I have a kind of a spinoff question of that. Do you ever feel that um, there's any kind of that people may not necessarily approach the band because they think it's a Christian band? Um, and does that have you has that caused any problems for you as far as like your goal for the band and as far as being a metal band but then people think oh it's a christian band and i'm not into christian uh beliefs so this is not for me well i mean my my hope is that like we're kind of we're trying to launch this ep to present the andrick what it is now yeah. um and like hope people can it would just you know, like listen to the music and, and like connect with it. And um, I mean, it is the case. I did a record that was all acoustic that was under the Theandric name that was definitely through and through, you know, kind of Christian mm -hmm. lyrical stuff. Yeah. But it was acoustic and it really doesn't match kind of what Theandric is about now. And so I um, I withdrew that song, <laughs> that, that album from from uh, iTunes and Amazon and everything. But I mean, I still love it and yeah. feel you know proud about it. But um, again, like I think the Andric is something bigger than just me, and uh, and there's lots so much lyrically to to sing about and think about that um, that that that's what I you know I'm thinking I, I'd like. Um, uh, people to connect with um it may be the case that maybe some people will hear that and be like oh i know they have some songs or some themes in there that 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 um you know i'd be unfortunate if they decide to dismiss it based on that yeah well i mean um, i would kind of refute anybody that does think that because every having listened to this and read the lyrics i don't feel that it's in my experience because I, I i mean i listen to some christian metal and there can be kind of a um i get where they're coming from as far as like embracing their faith and and being um very you know proponents of their faith but i don't feel that here i feel like this is metal where there's stories that i mean because let's face it the, the bible has some really awesome stories that can be told that aren't necessarily <laughs> about christianity there's just like just some you know there's history in there there's all kinds of stuff um lots of great material but I don't, I don't feel like the ep does that at all but i know that that was part of the the background that um that had been like early on and like as you mentioned in in the the process for for song so I, I would say that this is just awesome epic you know metal and um if you dig the christian aspect then it's great if you don't then it's not gonna hurt you <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know, and uh, you could think of it this way, like, um, there's no real shortage of heavy metal songs that deal with Satan and the occult. <laughs> so, you know, like, 
there's plenty of resources for you. Exactly. If that's what you want. Right. It's just really our thing. Yeah. There's a whole catalog so. of venom and deicide. Just feel free. <laughs> um, I haven't heard that yeah. in a while. <laughs> yeah. Like this isn't, you know, it's I'm not the preachy Ke- at Keiko all. Di- Demon or Keiko Diamond or something. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, like, yeah. Like, uh, like I said, just kind of like, I mean, what's great about heavy metal to me is that it's real Mm -hmm. and we talk about heavy stuff right it's about war it's about death it's about illness it's about apocalypse about evil like that's real life that's what we're living you know so heavy metal i've always loved that we speak to those things and and try to grapple with them yeah uh and and not just you know live like everything's perfect and right butterflies and moons (laughs) and and dancing unicorns all right. So, uh, Ryan or Nina, Mary or Jeff, do you guys got any other questions? Ah, uh, this is a uh, simple question. Uh, I don't know if you're interested. I, I have a, a friend who's in a band, but a question for you is if any of you uh, uh, record uh, the music in uh, tablature or staff notations or if it's improvised during the recording process, because I've uh, heard from other bands some improvise such that there are some variations in the way that song is played between show and show from show to show and others uh, record a good portion portion of the music in uh, tabs or a uh, staff notation. Cool. Um, well, I could say um, when I'm for me, when I'm writing a song, I'm usually recording rough ideas um, just on my computer um, and um, over time, I start to refine them until I get to what, like, okay, I want to each time play it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, it did help sometimes in the studio that I, I do actually use some scoring software so I can, so there is some tab and, and some written out music. Um, also for the keyboard stuff, which is sort of like our secret weapon of the end. <laughs> <Andrew. laughs> um, some of that, you know, I, I I confess it's hard to play like the organ that in, in that begins the EP. <laughs> it's hard to play fast. Um, so yeah, we're kind of I think we're pretty meticulous in that when we play a song, like it's going to be the same each time. You know, we kind of like this is how it goes. We might we might sometimes we try different tones. Maybe like Bill, you could speak to like some of the cool effects and different things that you try right uh, to give different textures you know yeah absolutely yeah um i know for me i use GarageBand pretty heavily so paul will send over um a pretty flushed out idea um and it'll be it'll encompass all the instruments including a drum machine with ideas that he has for rhythms and to you know set the set the vibe but then i'll write um i'll do drafts of of guitar solos over that work and you know, and then and then uh, you know, uh, send them. And Paul and I will work together on refining ideas because you know it's like anything. When you're really close to it, sometimes, you know, I don't. When I spend a couple hours on something and then I'll send it over, it's it's almost like one of those old sayings: "Sleep on it." You mm-hmm. know, I need a break from it. Or you know, Paul hears for the first time and he'll be like, "I love sections. You know, the first three bars, but you know, the bar four and five are not just there yet. It, it, it's kind of going somewhere else where it might be better if it went somewhere this way." And and so I, we, we work that way with GarageBand. When it comes to a live setting, though, like um, I, I only use a few pedals. I have this cool like um, 
<laughs> it's called a Villanova. It's actually out of a, it's a Michigan based company. Um, oh. Mojo hand effects actually that makes it, uh, they don't make it anymore, but, uh, it, it's, um, it's a, uh, chorus pedal, but it's like an old seventies kind of sounding chorus pedal. Um, Paul, who's the, who's the, uh, guitar player, um, the seventies blues player. We always talk about, I forgot his name right now. Um, Robin Trower. Robin Trower. Oh, Robin Trower. Trower. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and obviously everyone knows Dave Murray is a huge fan of Robin. And, 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 you know, if you listen to power slave or some of Murray's with those chorus pedals he uses, you can see the influence once, you know, really start understanding where he's getting it from. But that pedal has that kind of a sound to it. It's really, really nice. So I'll put that on certain songs or certain sections of songs that aren't on the EP live. Um, just to like, you know, Ryan, just to like spice things up or, you know, create a different texture. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and the live setting and things like that. Um, not only for myself, but then for people who might know the songs or been listening to them and then we see them live, it's just like, oh, wow, that's really cool. It really sets a different mood or tone yeah. to the song, you know? Um, but, mo- I, you know, solo as I stick to my solo is pretty close. You know, I'll do little tweaks here and there, but, um, but you know, I'll, 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 I'll play them pretty, pretty, pretty right on. And if I'm not, it's because I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> And now I'm improvising my ass off. <laughs> like, hey, that was really cool. You did that totally differently. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if I can just jump in really quick, um, going back yeah. to something you said, Bill, I kind of missed something. You said you use GarageBand. Can you please, is that a software? Can you please explain what that is? Oh, right on. So, yeah, it's a, it's a software by Apple Computer. Um, it comes with all the new Macs, or I think I think it's a standard now. It just comes yeah, with it's all been the around computers. for a while. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I just I just use this. Um, I can show you. It's cool. I have this this little dude I had here, uh, and it just it goes. It's like it's a converter. So it just goes from USB into this converter right to my quarter inch, and it's got every single amp setting effects. You can you can get it right down to the nitty gritty. You want to use a fifty seven mic on a four twelve cab with uh, you know. Uh, vintage type speaker it, it gets really intense chuck nodding he's probably used it yeah oh yeah you could spend days messing with it and i'm sure people do <laughs> I, I found yeah. a decent tone that i'm like i just saved it and i'm like because i'd rather play the guitar and work on something you know <laughs> mess around with right tone <laughs> um at least on garage band for a demo but right. um yeah it's a cool software i recommend it. it's really it's really it's very powerful um i i barely scratch a surface on it um i i to me, it's kind of like a digital four-track task game I used to record on when I was younger. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, my God, four tracks. And I would record each track. And then they're like, oh, no, I don't have a fifth. This thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's on a cassette. And I'd have to put it in my, my 84 Riviera to listen to it. So, like, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Now oh. things are much cooler and easier. I know. Yeah, because yeah, garage band. Yeah, check like it you out. said, you can put the fifty-seven mic on there and have any cab you want, and any, and basically any amp head you want. You know, that's yeah, it blows my mind away. <laughs> it, it really is. It's very very uh, versatile. It's yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, we could start to nerd out on guitar stuff real quick here. I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, I was actually in a YouTube, I was in a YouTube tribute band for a little bit, and um. When I, I had to, you know, simulate the edge and well, good luck. Um, yeah. I didn't have $3 million so I could buy and have, uh, you know, um, his, 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 you know, what is one uh, guy who does all the stuff. But anyway, I did have a board that was the size of a, I'm not kidding you. It was probably the size of a kitchen table. <laughs> and I had it, I had two a, 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 AC thirties, 
<laughs> a and B on stage with literally the board was split in two with two different. And I, I, I think that scarred me because <laughs> I literally have two pedals now. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> it was fun I, for a while though. <laughs> I got to minimize here. Uh, so we've got a couple extra fans have joined and I think I recognize Matt there. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey man. Hey. And, uh, Caitlin has joined. Uh, so kind of opening it up to folks, uh, fans that are on that have questions for the guys in Thandrick. Uh, so I don't know if Matt or Caitlin or, uh, Ryan or Mary or Nina, anybody has any questions or Jeff. Anybody? I do. I have a question. Well Okay, go for it. Sorry, I jumped in. I want to know um, everybody's favorite song and why. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, boy. Mm. Now, is that the favorite song uh, mm, of anybody or the favorite Thandrick song? Ooh, that favorite Thandrick song. All right. Favorite song right, that you guys go. play. Oh, that's that's a lot easier because I was just going through my rush hat, my rush collection, my head for a second. <laughs> like, oh boy, that's a tough one. Well, Paul, you want to go first? Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Um, <clears throat> well, I did. Uh, actually, Aaron and I were chatting about this once, and um, in terms of, like we were distinguishing, like, what do you? in terms of like what we like to play live and then listening to is oh, some yeah, sort yeah. of different idea. Um, and uh, for the couple of live shows we were able to do this year, we, we open up with the title track flight among the tombs and it's killer. Yeah, it's awesome because like the organ starts and like every time we, wherever we were playing, if it was a little place, big place, uh, we haven't done little Caesars arena yet, <laughs> but um but like the organ starts and there's a total like vibe already like the energy in the room changes and people are like oh what's going on what's going on and then like we kick into the heavy riff and it's uh and it's awesome it's just like it really like the title of the track really gets the vibe of like we're about to go on this flight yeah. and it's going to be an adventure so that's a lot of fun to play and and to sing um for i think for the record for me the song which is, will be our single which is now you can stream on um on our bandcamp page but the song condemned to death um i think was the one that That's really cool. turned out powerful um and that uh is one where i really like for me personally like emotionally vocally in the studio singing it like it really like everything uh synchronized i think in a way like it it's heavy lyrics heavy music like it really i've found that people have heard the the ep like that's the one that they say that one really you know they connected with and they that stood out to them um, cool uh aaron how about you mine changes all the time <laughs> that's why me and paul are talking about it uh probably my favorite to play live right now is battle of sheremir oh yeah that's it's, fun. Um, that's a great fun tune it's just got these cool like dual guitar parts like kind of a cool straightforward riff that's got little hooks in the middle of it and uh it just it comes across really fun live and my favorite to listen to on the ep is ozymandias because I think it catches such a vibe. It's very epic. You know, it's the longest song. It kind of capstones what you've been building up to for, you know, three songs prior. So for me, that's my favorite to listen to, but Battle right now, favorite to play. Awesome. 
and, cool. and Bill, how about you? Yeah, with Aaron, it's it's a tough one to to to, to pick. Um, live, I really do like "Flight Among the Tombs." Um, I I take the first solo, and I just love ripping into that with a wah pedal, um, <laughs> and it's great because we just capture everyone's yeah. attention. It's like it's just it's fun. It's a lot of fun to play. Uh, it's you know, um, especially when the, when the vocals kick in. It's just I'm just playing, and Paul's singing, and it's a cool. It's a fun. It's fun, you know, it gets my blood going, it kind of, yeah. you know, it's fun. Um, and then uh, to listen to, it's, uh, I, I might, I probably, it's between, it's tough because it just depends on the day, really. Um, <laughs> it's like anything, right? It's, um, <laughs> I'd have to say probably Condemned to Death or Ozymandias, probably. Um, but then again, you know, like listen to the flight, you know, if I, I'll, I'll purposely not listen to the music for a long time. And then when I put it on, you know, it's like, um, it's kind of fresh, you know, it's, but you know, yeah. it's just when you're in it so long and so much, yep. it, you need to take a, I, I have to take a break a little yeah. bit. So when I revisit it, I might hear things or listen to it differently. So, um, but I think condemned to death is probably on, on, is probably the one that I think really is pretty powerful. Um, that song's just got so much color and texture to it. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for people to hear obviously all the songs, but like Paul said, that one for the first singles, I think I'm very excited. I think it's a, a really good song to, to, you know, to throw out there in the metal music sphere. Um, yeah. Yeah. For oh, the yeah. Andric, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's you fantastic. Know? Yeah. Um, it, I'm curious though. Like, so I, I don't think the album's coming out for everybody to like to enjoy until February. Is that correct? Yeah, February 11th is our release okay. date. All right. Mm -hmm. So we've got to hold on to that one tune to last us through <laughs> the holiday and into February. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Uh, yeah, thanks for your patience on that because I tell myself that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to uh, hold on, hold on. You got to hold on. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the works um, for the reason for that date. So, um, you Excellent. know, it's, uh, yeah, for sure. So, uh Oh, that's cool. That, that's really, yeah, that's there's a reason behind that for sure. So, all right. Um, yeah. Some of the, some, you know, very special VIP Theandric fans got their uh, mm -hmm. advanced copies. Nice. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Y'all, yep. hand there. Um, and uh, don't worry, Ryan, we'll, we'll hook you. Um, Excellent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to, it just, if I would, if you don't mind interrupting, no, I would acknowledge the presence of the great drummer extraordinaire matt fry oh god food. yes yes um <laughs> i was my first fans with bands experience was as a fan of crew through and uh, yeah they put out awesome okay. two al awesome albums yeah. already so i've already told matt like let's see about 2022 the andrix last crew through tour oh Ooh, man that would be fantastic yeah. no that'd be awesome yeah no i i i just want to say that uh i'm a I haven't heard, this is the first stuff I've really heard from you guys. And I, I, it's, it's on constant play in my car. It's like replay. Oh, right on. I, I, I love it. This is like epic metal done perfectly. Yeah. Um, mm. And oh. it, the production, everything is just, I, I can't get enough of it. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And the, that's, awesome. that, that's a good point though. Um, that you bring up Matt, because um, I have heard some really killer music where, it, the the riffs the songwriting is cool 
and then mm-hmm. the, the mix to me sucks like yeah uh, I, I like to have uh even though yeah. i i play guitar i like drums a little bit forward um yep. and i like to make sure that the guitars aren't overwhelming everything because it a lot of times I hear music where the guitars are yeah. like way too high and like, mm-hmm. yeah. So this, you guys have done a great job with the mix. So um, where, where was this recorded and who, who's, who's the mastermind that was handling that stuff? We were, we were really fortunate to connect with um, uh, Tim Padlin of uh, the loft studios oh, yeah, in yeah. Celine, Celine, Michigan. Yep. Um, the, the EP that I did as a, one man guy in 2011, Andy Padlin had had produced in his oh, home studio. Cool. So uh, both of those guys play in alternative rocker sponge, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, legends here in Detroit area. Um, and and we did, you know, we spent some time thinking intentionally about like where can we do this, and we wanted to have a steady guiding person mm-hmm. that would, with that we could really. Um, uh you know would listen and hear what we were trying to to achieve but also you know tim was amazing because he has he has all the knowledge and and he he could know what we were trying to get before we could even verbalize it sometimes awesome like um Mm -hmm. so we were we brought in things we were trying to say you know kind of like going for this kind of vibe and i remember bill and i were talking about it before we actually went in the studio and one of the things that was important to me was I wanted, I think I said, like, I wanted this CD to sound with real, um, and I mean, sort of like our keywords are always epic and powerful. Uh-huh. It's kind of like the yeah. T keyword of Theandric. But I wanted to have it feel a certain bit of danger, if you will. Like, not to feel like everything was, like, corrected on Pro Tools. Yeah, like, yeah. It should yeah. feel like these are... Four dudes going in there and just like nailing it, you know, what? like sing your ass off, you know, play your ass yeah. off, like, you know, try to capture that that energy. So I um, I, I like hearing mistakes. I like hearing <laughs> small mistakes and stuff. It tells me that you know those are real people playing those things. Yeah, it, yeah. There's um. So I don't know if you guys are um, Armored Saint fans, but um, way back in the day, because uh, I'm an old person, I you know got the very first ep and if you listen to that you can hear that the there's one uh, is it um uh shoot now i'm blanking out on the tune um but you can hear the guitars when they're playing one person screws up and he's off a little bit on his picking and and he loses it for just a second like a beat but it's in there and you're like oh Yep, he just mm-hmm. totally fucked that up. You know, he's like, <laughs> but they keep going, you know, and they just rolled yeah. with it, and it sounds awesome. I love it, you know, because I'm like, you know, I don't play perfectly, and look at you, the you did this armored saint. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Metallica's. Um, they did Garage Days Re- revisited. You know, they did Merciful Fate, and you know all the covers. Yeah, and I think it was um the mo- I think it was Motorhead, um, Overkill. I think was yeah. um you hear some mess ups on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was the one I think. And then another famous <clears throat> one is um, John Bonham's drum, squeaky bass kick drum. You can hear a squeaky. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what yeah. song it is, but you can, you hear it clear as a bell. It's like, and the Zeppelin talks, right? It's great. Uh, so I'm with, yeah. And so we recorded the, um, the, you know, the songs, we recorded them live. 
um oh, were awesome. all separated and like we were in the we were in the control room aaron and i and, and paul and stuff and matt was um our drummer was you know obviously in another room whatnot but the amps were all downstairs all mic separately and you know for just that point matt you know just capture and, and chuck to capture that 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 vibe and um uh yeah we kept a ton of that stuff um from those from those takes you know um that's just cool. for that reason yeah, yeah, because there's a there's a chemistry for sure, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah, it's tempting, much. it's tempting to go back and fix things, but you know, sometimes it's nice to just leave it. Yeah, yeah, because mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm I am a fan of like uh, heavily orchestrated music as well, but sometimes mm -hmm. I I wonder like how the hell are they going to pull this off live? Right, you know? because you're right. like you've obviously added a whole bunch of shit to this thing that's, you know, and there are bands that can translate that, right? They, they translate their tunes that they, they dial them in a different way so that when they play them live, it still has a, you know, overall vibe, but they've compromised. Um, but I think you guys haven't played live and doing the EP live and the new songs that are coming out. Um, yeah, you obviously won't have a problem with that. <laughs> Yeah, we, we found um, what we worked out was that, and Matt, our drummer, is um, really experienced, and we I we created, uh, uh, I mean, we have keyboard tracks that, you know, they're not, it's not like, we can play the songs without them, and and they're they're powerful mm -hmm. and, and great, but, but it is really, like, for our music that has these different layers and orchestration, it, it really does add a lot yeah. to the vibe, and um, part of it is practical, like, how, it's like, does anyone know where John Lord's ghost is? <laughs> like, nice he could play with us, right. but he's not available. <laughs> so, <laughs> rather than trying to find a a metal keyboardist who yeah. would who would be up to the task and we, we find that 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 works out so yeah. Um, yeah i mean it would be awesome someday to have a physical person to to handle the keys but yeah um we found a way you know it, and it's cool just like having the four the four guys it's a it's a straight up metal band uh, but like i said we sort of have the secret sauce of yeah. the uh the um other synths and keys and things that give some more uh layers to stuff nice uh all right so uh kind of open it back up to the, the fans you guys got any other questions jeffrey caitlin nina yeah i'll jump in if no one else is going to um where do you guys ultimately see yourselves i mean what i'm getting at is we all know the music industry can be brutal sometimes a lot of people get screwed over in the process i heard fiona apple talk about the casting couch thing some years ago i heard tlc talk about how they got screwed over in their contracts um this does happen in the music industry it's not unknown do you guys see yourselves as just having some fun if you can make some money in the process that's great and you just like what you're doing or do you guys actually see yourselves trying to actually make it on a big stage at some point in time yes uh let's see there's the real answer and then there's the humorous answer <laughs> <laughs> um, <Hear them> both. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hear them both okay well the real answer is um we'll start with that is um i mean this is this is truly about love and devotion and joy and playing music yeah like we recognize like it's worth doing because the music is awesome and we love to play together yeah. so it's like everything else would just be frosting like you know we we made a, a record that we're like i love this i hope other people like it too but um 
you know like that's that's the success success right there like we got it in our hands and we we're like yeah this is this is yeah, awesome yeah. this is how we spent <laughs> our pandemic <laughs> you know um so so that's i mean it's already it's like yes you know i i'm i'm really pleased that we did that but but at the same time i admit i'm i'm ambitious we're ambitious like and i i like to say we're realistically ambitious like we want to play more. We want more opportunities. Like I feel like, hey, uh, we got the songs. We got the skills. There's no reason why we shouldn't be opening up for big bands mm -hmm. um, come to town and or you know doing some uh, some nearby festivals. You know, either here or across the pond. I mean, yeah. yeah, anything's possible. You know, like I feel like people hear the songs. Hopefully, they'll be like, oh. This is, you know, this is some serious stuff. Right. So that's my thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the humorous answer, my idea is that um, this EP sells a million copies. <laughs> um, I start to um, lose myself in sex and drugs and rock and roll. And ultimately, I have to go into rehab and like, you know, just in a nightmare. My wife and kids leave me. But then I come out of rehab. I'm reformed. I start an acoustic project that doesn't sell anything. <laughs> so I rejoin Theandric, and then we put out a full-length album, and it's amazing. <laughs> so that's, and your wife and kids come back. That's all exactly. Yeah. 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 That sounds like um, a really good behind the music. Yeah, yeah right. They still do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with Paul. I think, you know, if I could just, I think just uh, it's, there are several musicians and artists on this on this call tonight, and um, ultimately, it's just doing what you love. You know, you do what you love. You don't think about anything else. You know, and it's like the lyrics of Limelight with Neil. He nails it. You know, it, you, you know, focus on um, focus on what you do and what you love. And if and like Paul said, if other things come of it, that's amazing. That's great. That's great. Um, but ultimately, we want to keep writing music, and we love what we do. And uh, it'd be it's, if people want to love, they love it too. Want you know, want to come out and see us, and whatnot. That's exciting, you know. That's really yeah. great. Um, but uh, it's about writing great songs, and you know, the challenge of doing that, and and, uh, and you know, those that that that's the passion of it. You know, that's where that's where the that's the heart of it, and that's where it's at. You know, yeah. I think Paul Paul. I just wanted to say that as well. It's every guy in the band. That's what we're really doing it for is uh ultimately we, we just love music you know cool. we're like uh yeah right and that's that's why i want to do it you know so awesome but of course it'd be great to play open up for somebody we, we had an opportunity a couple months ago to open up for mortal guardians and uh yeah. paladin and a very very great band very talented bands and um it was really fun it was great you know and that's and that's what you know uh you know again you're just like us just you guys you know just doing the things you do and Writing the music you do and uh, having the opportunities, if it if it opens up some doors for us to to, to get out there and you know play those songs for other people who might not have heard it or even other bands that come through town, like Paul said, that's awesome. That's a great experience, and we'll see where it takes us. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think we're open to it. So <laughs> you know, it's like a, a follow up question on that is: Do you guys have any upcoming shows? Well, I'd like to say yes, um, <laughs> but the answer is no. <laughs> um, you know, it wouldn't be a band with a little bit of drama, but not really, not really drama so much as um, 
Now, our OG drummer, Matt Voss, very talented. You hear his great playing on the, on the record. Um, he, uh, he's in much in demand for his drumming services. Um, and so he's not really, he doesn't have the ability to, to like commit number one to Theandric. Um, so that's one hurdle has just been trying to schedule around um, that. We, are, we actually have been actively trying to find uh, another drummer. Um, and uh, uh, we just need Matt to move down from Petoskey. To, <laughs> yeah, too, but that's, to a, that's a hell of a commute. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit much, and Wait, we don't make enough yeah, for his gas money. I, I, I'd do it in a minute, though. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's good to know. So, yeah, um, yeah so, you know, uh, as, as it is, um, uh, we uh, things are behind the scenes. We're in the works to try to figure out how can we how can we get back out there again? Cool. Um, so in the meantime, though, we'll be working on putting in the, some promotion of the EP and, you know, just get get a chance for people to hear the songs. But Jeff, for, for sure, I'll let you know once we get some. Yes, some so please do. You know, my, my work schedule being what it was, it's being what it is, it makes it extremely difficult for me sometimes. But I'd love to come see you play live sometime. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And Jeff's in Chicago. Oh, so geez. we could play Reggie's or yeah, someplace. Yeah. Someplace cool like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Just if you guys want to make sure you come with weapons because the city isn't doing so well right now. So <laughs> we, are we got really a really cool flying bee. Maybe that that could be a Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think once, you know, the holidays, it's like this month is pretty right, you know, it's uh get come to a close and uh I think we'll see some opportunities in the coming, you know, in the coming months as we roll into the new year. Yeah. And see, like Paul said, see what happens. So we'll just, you know, keep guys, you know, keep your eyes peeled on our web page and and uh, sign up for the mailing list, and we'll alert you guys when uh, you know when we have shows. Cool. When you say mailing list, are you referring to an email list or a hard copy? What are you referring to? It's an email list. Okay. So you can just go to our website, theandric.com, and um, and just just yeah, just sign on up, and we'll we'll uh, we'll blast you out, you know, uh, when we have shows. Perfect. Okay, you I know will... where they're at and. Yeah. thank you perfect yeah yeah you bet i'll, yeah, I'll put bet. uh links in the show notes for the podcast so when the podcast comes out those will be out there too so we can oh, we can oh, socialize right there too awesome so i've got a question for you guys um we talked about your favorite uh song to play from the from the album um but i'm curious about like your origin story i like to like kind of go back into everybody's catalog and this includes fans as well um what was the very first album that you uh, bought? And this could have been gifted to you, but um, what was the very first album you remember, like consciously, like I've got to get this. Uh, so let's start with uh, the bill. Uh, Depeche Mode, People Are People. Really awesome. Excellent. Nice. Yeah, I think that one, which I love, I'm a huge DM fan. Um, and then I think that, and then Men at Work. Nice. Um, yeah. Awesome. I can't remember the album. It's um. Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, I. That's what started it. I yeah. recently learned that um, Troy Sanders is a, a fan of Men at Work. And, and, oh yeah, man, so crazy. Uh, yeah, and then I went, and then I was a skate rat. I was a skate rat, and then I listened. So I listened to a lot of uh, hardcore. You oh, know, cool. um, so Minor Threat, Black Flag, Circle Jerks, uh, Sam Haynes. Misfits and exploited. <laughs> um, right on. Yeah, you know, the list goes on, yeah. right? And then it wasn't shortly after that is when my favorite year of heavy metal 
well, I, was, I was around that time when um, I bought Among the Living, Master of Puppets, Rain and Blood, um, Abigail, and um, somewhere in, I think Summer in Time, it was maybe, and then that, that just changed my life. And then, um, you know, uh, I was learning how to play guitar at the time. And, awesome. And then um, at the same time, though, I was a huge fan of The Cure. Um, still to this day, great songwriting. I love Robert Smith. Yeah. And uh, I love the, the vibe he does. I'm a huge Yes fan, Genesis, Rush. Nice. Uh, especially the 70s. Uh, I love, I love uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Big Floyd head. Love Floyd. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I play metal, but I'm just a music fan <laughs> now. Um, that's, that's always good. That's always good. Have a yeah, well-rounded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta have a, you know, there's too much music to just limit yourself to one genre, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's so much. It's ridiculous how much music, yeah. right? And it's hard to, it's hard, you know? So, I mean, I love everything from Radiohead to Soundgarden to uh, Enya to, uh, you know, uh, Miles Davis to, you know, some kind, you know, something, what is it? Some kind of something blue or whatever. So yeah, that, that's, and, uh, it, it, it just goes on. It's just, it's just like, I'm not, you know, I love the Beastie Boys, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Public Enemy, NWA. Oh, yeah. Um, easy cracks my shit up. <laughs> um, I just love, I just love music. You that's know? awesome. But, yeah, right now I'm just I can't get enough of Russian yes right now. I'm just I can't stop listening to yes <laughs> in particular. I mean, I mean shit. Steve Howe is one of my favorite guitar players. And um yeah. I, so, well, you know, so when I listened to yeah. yes um and rush, I was like I actually wanted to play bass. I play guitar, but I wanted to play bass because I was huge Chris Squire and Getty Lee fan. And those guys blew me away. Oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. you know, and I love you know, I know. love Steve Howe, but Chris Squire, man, you know, roundabout. You listen Amazing. to that guy and like, son of a bitch, yeah. I'm just oh, stopping here. Yeah. Rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen to Gates of Delirium. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite yeah. songs. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, good stuff. Yeah. So that's kind cool. of awesome. Yeah. That's kind of all the stuff I listen to and influenced by. All know. right. Aaron, what was your, what was your yeah. first album? Or tape or CD or uh, my first album was in fourth grade. It was Iron Maiden's Power Slave. Oh. Saw the CD cover at Best Buy, <laughs> shopping with Aunt Sue, and I was like, I gotta have this. Like, it looks cool. <laughs> like I recognize some of the songs. Maybe I've heard them, maybe not. Yeah. Took it home and like the intro to Aces High. Yeah, blew me away. I love that song. Really like you hear about people talk about that moment where like they hear something, it's like that was that for me. Awesome. And uh, so that was the first one. And then got into, you know, uh, Metallica, Anthrax, Slayer, Megadeth's one of my favorite. Um, then as, you know, more modern, like Mastodon, Trivium, uh, Lamb of God, Municipal Waste, kind of new wave, new wave thrash, just all over the board I just, I, with metal and rock. I just saw it Municipal Waste at the shelter. It was kick ass. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was bummed. I couldn't go, man. How was it? Good? It was crazy. It was, the pit was like insane. Yeah. I'm trying to take pictures. There's <laughs> there's no like pit for the photographer. So I'm just <laughs> flying over me. I'm getting like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> they are such a fun Oh my God. Life. Yeah. I, I've seen them uh, a couple of times and they were just fantastic. But yeah, cool. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Paul, how about you? Well, this is good timing because uh, my friend Jeff here is uh, joining us, and uh, it is really, literally, thanks to Jeff that I uh, 
was introduced to the music of Iron Maiden. Oh. Uh, I was in sixth grade, <laughs> and we had, you know, whatever, science class together. And he's like, dude, have you heard of Iron Maiden? I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and he, so I had a, he gave me a cassette to borrow of Number of the Beast. Nice. Right? And like Aaron said, it's just like, you know, you like you discovered air for the first time. <laughs> the light bulb goes off. <laughs> what is yeah. this? So then it was somewhere in time and peace of mind, and and it was awesome to just collect all those. And um, we started. We were starting a band of sorts, and Jeff was like, uh, "And you're gonna play bass." I'm like, what? "What's a bass?" <laughs> so I'm like looking in my albums to see what is a bass do. You know. <laughs> I like took. I, I begged my parents to let me get a bass and take lessons. Awesome. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, no. Yeah. I, I don't remember that, but but I tell you, you're gonna play bass. I don't remember that. Yeah, basically, you you were good at delegating. <laughs> 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 I just don't remember. That. <laughs> but it was it was a you know it was divine providence because every you know there's plenty of guitar players, but it's really hard to find bass. It is. Mm-hmm. So that was really a skill that I uh, that I acquired that that really you know I mean I'm certainly Steve Harris is my all time idol I think you know as a songwriter as as a bass player so yeah Um, so yeah now the the guilty pleasure that and Jeff knows this too actually the very first thing that I ever bought on tape at the mall at Tape World was the Final Countdown. All right, nice. So when you're 11 years old and you hear that, you yeah. think that's the greatest thing <laughs> ever. So, yeah. so I still unabashedly, I love the music of Europe. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. Um, but that was my gateway into uh, harder and heavier stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well let's jump to Jeff because uh, I'm going to guess it's Iron Maiden, but what was your first album? Paul, you probably remember this. It was Poison's Open Up and Say Ah. Oh, it was yeah. the, yes. It was the first tape I ever bought my own money. Um, <laughs> I, I remember uh, I I had my little Poison phase in like the fifth grade, and uh, someone else that uh, Paul grew up with also named Brian Kruger, he got me into Iron Maiden. Mm. And then I still had some Poison stuff and some posters and everything else, and Paul convinced me, Jeff, we got to get rid of this stuff. So yeah, I agree. So we wrote it in my wall. We ripped it all down, destroyed it all, and everything else. And <laughs> I had graduated from poison to real music. The Iron Metallica, the Slayer, the Megadeth, Judas Priest. You know the uh, the, the more modern bands, the uh, Man of War, Sabaton. Um, you know, and of course even the classic ones, the uh, uh, ACDC. Still, I mean, just just today, I mean, I hear Thunderstruck. Someone drives by the other direction from me playing Thunderstruck out the car. I haven't heard Thunderstruck in a long time. I got to put on Thunderstruck too. You know, so, uh, a lot of great ACDCs, a lot of great Guns N' Roses, a lot of great rock and metal. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Um, you're talking to me, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, the first uh, album I actually bought with my own money, I think, was uh, you probably never heard of the band Forefather from uh, New England, from England. No, huh? Uh, I think the album was Ours is a Kingdom. Uh, It was back in 2008 when I bought it, or 2000. It was a while ago. I think I was in junior high or uh, freshman in high school when I bought it. Cool. So Uh, uh, recently I've been listening to this Australian band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, I've heard of them. I bought their their whole album, Murder of the Universe. I've been listening to some of their other albums. They have a very eclectic sound. 
Yeah. I could vary oh, yeah. from their more recent it's eclectic name. Their most recent album, Butterfly 3000, which is a uh, synth synth pop, to some of their heavier albums like Infest the Rat's Nest, which is a uh, like a uh, thrash metal, like uh, Metallica or uh, or Megadeth, and yeah. some influence from uh, the '90s bands too. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, but uh, uh, the reason I, I was interested in uh, found out about the Andrek because I was interested in a lot of medieval music and uh, folk metal as well. And oh, cool. they popped out. Very nice. Very nice. Excellent. Uh, yes, that's cool. Some of the Ryan connected with us, I think, because uh, one of the older songs I put out um, uses Gregorian chant. Oh, cool! Um, and has some Latin lyrics, um, and though, so it's just another you know kind of tying into some of my background. But yeah, um, that we like to you know you hear on the EP those different ways like we whether it's chant or celtic music or egyptian or whatever like we like to to play with all those different yeah. sounds i remember listening to um amorphous um 10,000 was it 10,000 lakes um mm -hmm. which is you know that uh, yeah. folky you know yeah. death metal that was i was like what is this you know black winter's day and like oh wow this yeah. is oh, yeah. super great, yeah. great album yeah uh so matt i i know we talked about this but i can't remember so what was your first album um survivor eye of the tiger <laughs> oh that's right yeah. Yeah. nice I, that's now it's coming back to myself me. back late <laughs> 1981 i think i had, i think i had just seen um rocky you've seen the movie yeah and uh, i bought that was yeah. the first thing i bought with my own money um which that uh, yeah i'm and then the next thing, uh, Rick Springfield, Working Class Dog. That's a great album, actually. Yeah. Yep. And then yeah. I, um, then I don't remember. Then it just was like maybe it was Kiss. Maybe I don't. I I just yeah. Yeah. yeah Survivor. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, Nina, how about you? What was what was your first album? <laughs> you guys, this isn't the audience for it. I'm thinking it's either <laughs> Boys to Men. Joey oh yeah, or Garth Brooks. Oh, excellent! <laughs> there's hope, right? There's hope for everybody. You can find your way to metal. <laughs> well, you know, don't like, worry, uh, Nina. Edit, Chuck will just edit that out later. Right. <laughs> well, well, no. What I was going to say is, you know, like when Bill was talking about all the different genres, it, you know, it, you don't have to just be about metal. You know, it's. I think it's good to have that mixing pot because it all kind of blends together, and you can put it into the heavy metal thing if you want to. But yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. and that's one of the jokes I love to hear. Uh, Condemned to death is a is a favorite amongst the band, but I think <laughs> it is a good gateway song. I think anybody, yeah. whether you love metal or you don't, it's got a good enough groove that anybody yeah. can love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fantastic, and. Uh, See, there's doom. There's doom metal in the in everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you oh, know, yeah. doom metal in everybody. Yeah. You just yeah. need Andrick to pull it out, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. with Black Sabbath created all the riffs. We all know this, so it's yeah. we're all just mm -hmm. you know building upon the masters. Yay. So. Yay. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mary, how about you? What was your first album? Oh, she's still there. She might She's probably like wrangling. Oh, she could be right. wrangling the kids. All right, we'll, we'll have to check in with Mary uh, offline. Um, maybe you I'll, know Paul. I'll try to, maybe I can answer for her. <laughs> like, 
I think, oh yeah, I remember. She said her very first album she got um, was, um, what's that one? Um, you know, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the, the name. Um, oh yeah, um, Altars of Madness by Morbid. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's a, I just, I just, I just made my way back to the phone, and I think that is a better conversation and answer than what my what my first album actually. The hardest, the, the hardest thing was. we had to do was decide which song for our first dance at the wedding. That that was just the hard part. Capital of Ghouls. It was. <laughs> that's what I walked down the aisle to. Oh, actually, awesome, awesome, oh, man. <laughs> Or you can give the real answer, Mary. I don't know what it is. Yeah, what was the real answer, Mary? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember my first album. Oh, no, that's sad. I, I, it, well, my parents were very, like, music. Like, they loved, like, we always had music oh, in the house. Yeah. And they had really cool taste in music. So I don't remember. I feel like my dad always had, like, the next greatest, like, disc player or whatever. And he was always just buying albums and i yeah. we we never had any money like i never had any money yeah. as a kid so i feel like i would always like run to the tape player and just hit record when it was a song like i don't think i don't remember ever having like expendable awesome. income to go and buy my own album <laughs> and you had no you had no want because you had all the music you needed because we had yeah yeah, yeah that's exactly. awesome sounds like a really cold mixtape yeah oh yeah you know, just record what you like <laughs> With a little bit of commercial in there, right? Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always get a little bit of commercial. Okay, God, how did I get this out? A little jingles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I really appreciate having you guys on here. It's been fantastic talk with you. I have just one last question. Paul knows, Matt knows. Um, this is <laughs> this is controversial. Very important. Uh, question. Yeah. Hopefully, it won't break apart the band. This has caused problems, so I'm just throwing it out there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna ask it anyway, and that is. Pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? Bill. Pineapple or no pineapple? I'd probably go no pineapple. Oh, all right. All right. Aaron. Pineapple. Whoa. All day. Pineapple. Black tea. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> That's it. All day, dude. It's amazing. Oh, awesome. Now, do you, uh, uh, so some, uh, Common uh, topping coordination is jalapenos. Do you do the, do you do the um, jalapeno with the pineapple, or do you do a, like the traditional Hawaiian with the ham? Usually the traditional, but I've had it with jalapeno. Oh. Very good as well. That oh. sweet, spicy combo. Yeah, all right. With savory cheese and sauce. Yeah, yeah. all the above. Oh man, now I'm gonna have to try <laughs> this sometime. Paul, I, I don't remember what yours was. Were you? Uh, a uh, pizza top, whether in, yes or no on pineapple, yep. is that the question? Yep. Yeah. So I've thought a lot about this. Okay. Um, when I was in college, you know, Jeff and I were both at Michigan State. You know, college for a lot of people is a time of exploration, <laughs> experimentation. Um, so I can say, yes, I did have pineapple on pizza at that time. Um you know, I'm not proud of it, but uh, it was just something, you know, you, you try, it's around, people are like, you want some, you know, peer pressure. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really, it's not a go-to topping now. Now I got three little kids, so it's always just cheese. <laughs> like boring suburban I cheese I just want pizza. some cheese. That's all I got to have is some cheese. Yeah, like, I got to, I need my 
family to leave town so I can order a pizza pizza <laughs> like all you know, never get that anymore. So. Uh, uh, First world problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Pineapple or no pineapple? If it's dehydrated pineapple, you want a real answer? Pepperoni, and green peppers, mushrooms, all of chives. Nice. <laughs> I like that answer right there. On the floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chives. I've not heard chives before. That's that seems like the oh, they're just lyrics from a song by System of a Down. <laughs> <laughs> Byob. Uh, the song is called Chicken Stew. Is from their album Steal This Album. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how about you, man? Look, <laughs> pepperoni and mushrooms belongs on a pizza. Okay. Putting pineapple on a pizza is blasphemous, and you know, doing something like that, especially for a band of Christian roots, I would fear that doing something that horrible could bring about God's wrath, like He did Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, so you've been warned. Uh, heard it here. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Apocalyptic pizza. Avoid the pineapple. <laughs> uh, Matt, how about you? Absolutely not. Yeah. That's... Nope. Wait not even in the same room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ne- Nina, how, <laughs> Nina, how about you? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, now, so, so a sure. Why not is not a, a convincing answer. It's like, do you yeah. would you get it or would you order it that way or, or just take it that way? Try, I would try it. Um, I've had it before. It's not my favorite, but all right. uh, there you go. So you would. Yeah. Well, all right. Cool. And Mary, how about you? I'm going to guess she's a cheese pizza eater. Yeah, like, you know, she's my wife. We got the kids. It's like cheese. <laughs> always cheese. You know. um, though for a while, like, the kids love Jets. Oh. So we'll get... Um, Barbecue? Jets makes a nice tomato feta chicken oh, pizza. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. Nice. So Excellent. it's going to make me hungry now. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for for being on Bands with Bands. Uh, so every, anybody listening, you know, be sure to check out the new Thandrick EP when it comes out in February 11th. Is that correct? All right. February 11th, 2022. 2022. Um, and right now on Bandcamp, you can stream the single Condemned to Death. Excellent. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks so much, Chuck. This was awesome. Uh, I love this show and what you're doing for uh, us locally. And uh Make sure you like and subscribe. They, they, you always got it. <laughs> That's right. All right. Guys. Hey, mask one more question. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh, are you guys into the uh, the vi- vinyl fad? Do you know if uh, enough people if you, enough people have demanded it, would you release a limited edition vinyl EP of uh, Among the Tombs? Um, that would be awesome. But it's, what's interesting right now in the industry, and I've talked to um, a few, a couple different uh, labels and things, and and they're like backed up like a year mm-hmm. in terms of getting these records made. You know, yeah. Um, with the supply chain and COVID and everything, like it's um. So we actually we're offering something even more special, which is a CD, like you know, totally outdated. I thought you were gonna say eight yeah. track. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like we we did the CD because it's cool to have the art and the lyrics, yeah. and it's really. Mm-hmm you know, for us. So, but it is the case. Like a lot of people got the CD and be like, this is nice, but I have nowhere to play. It. 
Seriously, <laughs> people don't have CD players anymore. Yeah. Oh, man. Really? Wow. So that's kind of sad. Uh, I mean, uh, I've got a ton of CDs, but I don't really listen to them. And I uh, would love to hear this on vinyl. I'm sure it would be fantastic. But I get that it's so hard, and it you know it's a chunk of change to kick out to yeah. to even run. You know, because they won't run less than I think 300 or 500. So it's a little bit of money to do that, but. But that that would I'm be thinking, good. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that um, you know, Atlantic Records will decide there to there you go um, <laughs> do, do the the vinyl run That's and right. so <laughs> let's tune in a year and see where we're That's at. That's right, awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks again for being on Fans with Bands, and hope to see you guys uh, live and see you in person because uh, shows are back. So I'm, I'll be looking forward to it. 2020. Oh, thanks, Chuck. thanks for having All us. Right. Thanks, Chuck. See you guys. Right, see you yeah, guys. It was nice to meet All you. Right. Cool. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks to Paul, Bill, Aaron, Ryan, Jeff, Mary, Nina, and Matt for joining me in this episode of Fans with Bands. Thandrick's new album, Flight Among the Tombs, comes out in February of 2022. This band creates amazing power metal that harkens back to the greats such as Iron Maiden. Hell, I'll go a step further and say that Thandrix is making the metal I wish Iron Maiden still made today. Great stories, compelling riffs, soaring vocals, and thunderous rhythm make Thandrix's new album a must-have for 2022. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.